Hello and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst possible people and the worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today, podcaster and writer, Dan Benedictus. Hi. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Um, Do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Uh, Well, my name's Dan. I'm 35 years old. Uh, Cancer. Uh, I like... um, Techno music, sarcastic comments, yeah, and being lazy. So, Dan, who's your first dick? Who's the first dick on the island? I think, okay, so first of all, on a show like this, I'm a very cynical man. Okay. So it's really hard. Like, the amount of people that just annoy me every day, just on my way into work, is such that uh, this could be a really busy island. But I get, I get to choose three, right? Yeah. And and it's really hard not to just be really s- sort of sincere and put people like Paul Dacre, the editor of Daily Mail, or Rupert Murdoch, or Nigel Farage in. The heavy hitters, the big ones. Yeah, but yeah. I sort of thought that's a given, like Katie Hopkins, you know, like they're... I don't want to talk about them any more than they're already talked about. They've got so enough, yeah. For, for the sake of this podcast and your listeners, I'm going to keep it upbeat. Okay. So first, first dick, Davina McCall. Davina McCall. Yeah. But she's so nice, Dan. So that's what she wants you to think. Okay. Davina McCall is an old, crow-faced, horrible, screechy woman. Right. Davina McCall invented that whole, like, oh, you're right, mate, punch them on the arm because we're best friends, even though I never know you and you're just a chump from Dagenham on the quiz show. Let's be bezies. Okay. And, like, just, I just can't stand her. False relationship. She builds like a false relationship with everyone. Or yeah, but she's like the the queen of that sort of that that horrible manner of presenting. You know that is that you know that little punch on the arm thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know I, what I, mean? I can picture it exactly. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, we're all great. Oh, we're having such a great time here. Oh, I'm so wild. I saw her interviewed on Jonathan Ross once, and like, there was no reason to bring this up, but. She was just being interviewed about whatever programme she was presenting next, right? So she's doing a bit of press for it. And Jonathan goes, Anna, right, you've brought something along with you. And she goes, yeah, I've brought my raving whistle. Because me and my sister used to go out raving all the time. And I used to have this whistle. We used to have our whistles. And yeah, you know, I've just brought this into... Basically, she's brought in a sodding whistle just to show that she's still a good time girl. And hey, even though you know she's however old and has kids and stuff, probably she's still she's still a raver at heart. But there was no reason for it. There wasn't there was a no feature or anything. It. That... it was just to shoehorn in that she's still like a good time girl. Okay. And also, even if I did like her, the person with the whistle at the rave is like the most annoying person whistling yeah. along all night. So that gives you an idea, even if I liked her, that gives you an, an example of her character. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine her on an island? She'd either be, I think she'd either be really stroppy or she'd just be like relentlessly upbeat and almost try and host it like it was some kind of reality TV show. Like Big Brother or something put on the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then okay. you just, your whole day would be, do I bludgeon her to death to stop the racket? Or do I just keep her alive because I need some company? What kind of skills do you think she'd have any skills when it on the desert island, or is it just a complete letdown? I mean, I think in fairness to her, I think she probably would be good at keeping conversation going because that's like you know she has to get blood out of a stone. Like, that's the presenter's kind of thing, isn't it? You've got to keep it moving. Got to you know listen to Jill from Twickenham, and you know 
find out about their life. I think so she it, would be good at that. There, there's that point, though, where maybe you could want to hunker down and get like a couple hours sleep. You know, there's no wild animals mm. nearby, and uh, she's just talking to you about her raving days or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or you just wake up hearing her talking really loudly about half a mile away down the beach, just going, oh, wah, 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 wah. Okay, I think you've justified that. That is your first dick on the island. And um, for your second dick, Dan, who have you got? Second dick, uh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I already see where you're probably going with this, but, like, go for it. Why Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran is... I just think he's... He just annoys me so much. Okay, his music is just saccharine, sort of faux-nostalgic crap. But the thing is... So I work in the media, right? And one of the worst things about working in the media, and there are many bad things, is that people don't let you hate stuff properly. Right? Okay. So you go, oh, I hate Take That. And they go, oh, no, but uh, I really think Gary Barlow, the, you know, he's such a talented songwriter. He's a national treasure. Even if you don't like Take That, you should go see him live, because what a performance. Exactly, yeah. right? And people do this with Ed Sheeran so much. Like, oh, but he's so talented. Do you know he writes all these things himself? And, and he's just a little twat. Like... <laughs> It's this whole like over like layer upon layer of fake sincerity. Yeah, you know, like and all of his things. Okay, so what? He's probably about what twenty five or something. Something like uh, that. I guess yeah. right. So he's probably about twenty five, and all of his songs are about. Oh, do you remember back in the old days? You know when he, you know we didn't have any money and we just like just like us friends in the summer like smoking rollies and getting drunk by the river. Oh, do you remember those days? What do you mean? Do you remember those days? They're about four years ago. You were still a you're 25. And everyone else still lives there. Probably you're yeah. the only one that's left. They're all doing that still. Oh, do you remember the simpler times before I was a multi-millionaire? Shut up, Ed Sheeran. Who cares? Right, and they're either about that, where he's remembering things from five years ago and pretending that it was like some halcyon days in the countryside in some like different era, like post-war era or something. Or he's writing songs about stuff that's like, it was kind of sad, but it was also kind of sort of beautiful and stuff. You know, like she was on crack, but like she had a really good heart. And that's almost worse. Like, at least, yeah. you know, we always feel... I'm 35. I don't feel any older than when I was 25. Really, I just I'm just less interested in going out. But yeah. like, like the the so I can sort of see the reminiscing thing is just everyone does it. But the whole like, oh, finding beauty and all the sadness. Wasn't there one song he did about like some girl having a miscarriage or something? Oh god, like, I don't know. Mate, I don't know. Do me a favor. Come on. Yeah. And 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 throughout all this, he's you know he's just like this like. Like seen as some kind of poet or something, and the other thing, right? I'm not saying like it's good that pop stars shouldn't all have to be gorgeous and nice looking, right? Like there should be it should be based on talent. But he looks like he's crawled out from under a bridge. He's like yeah. this whole. Did you ever see the He-Man movie? Yeah, with Dolph Lundgren. Oh god! And there's yeah. that weird hairy creature. <laughs> yeah. He's that. You know that the one in so he went in like. He's, I don't know, he's like their mascot or something. Yeah. Do you know the one I mean? Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. He's like a scientist. That is he? really mean. <laughs> it's great like that. that. No, I agree, yeah. And yeah. like I say, you know, it's good that not all pop stars are like completely gorgeous people. There should be a range, more than there is. But he looks like he, like, I don't know, this thing, he looks like he smells of terriers. He is the great unwashed, isn't he, Ed Sheeran? He's representative. Like <laughs> I don't know where he buys all the um, the old skate clothes from. 
Because yeah. he wears some ancient skate clothes. He must have been wearing he them for a long time. probably get someone to buy them for him, or he gets them remade or something, or like, I don't know. What could he bring to the desert island, if anything? That's the thing. You'd be on a desert island, and he'd find some way of fashioning a sodding guitar for you, <laughs> and then he'd serenade you. Hey, yeah. You knew that the whole time, throughout all the hardships, there's just more material for him. So if you all got rescued, he'd then be minted because he'd sell an album about how tough it was when we had to eat sand again. Yeah. We had to eat sand again, and it was kind of beautiful that we were starving, and Davina's corpse was just floating by. <laughs> yeah. It's just horrible. And there's about, you know, there's, there's four of you that survived, but then there's maybe like 100 other dead, yeah. but there's beauty in it. There's you know. beauty in it, you know. Yeah. Oh, they had a name once. They were someone's father. Let's think about that. Okay. No, Ed Sheeran, yeah. let's not. Okay, right. Okay, I think you've justified that. Ed Sheeran is there with you on the desert island. Okay. And you've got one more choice for your third dick. Who is the third dick? Uh, I don't have as much to say about this guy, but okay. Jason Statham. Jason Statham? Yeah. Why Jason Statham? Jason Statham is like... Uh, do you remember... Do you remember when Vinnie Jones became a movie star? Yes. And it's like, well, you don't give him many lines because he's a footballer and he's just famous for being a bit of a hard man. Mm. But Jason Statham is an actor, but he's only one notch up from Vinnie Jones. Okay, yeah. He's just occupying that same territory of, like, you know, get really ripped and have a Cockney accent. Yeah. And that's basically it. And as long as... What's his name? Old um, Guy Ritchie's still around. Yeah. You'll probably have a few quid every now and again. Okay, yeah. But that's all he is. He's just like a walking accent in in the six-pack. That's the only purpose of Jason Statham. He's got nothing else going on. Yeah. He's completely typecast. I I get it, because Vinnie Jones is typecast because of how he was in the football Mm. field. But... Um, as an actor, you should be more versatile. Yeah, and I think, like, in the olden days, let's say the olden days, when I was younger, our action stars sort of had a bit more to... Like, so Arnold Schwarzenegger... Amazing. He was just massive and just, you know, just a ridiculous figure. Mm. You know, Sylvester Stallone, he could actually write movies as well. Okay, yeah. And even though he seems really dumb, he wrote all the Rocky films, so that's good. Let's chair again. Yeah. Um, and who else? I don't know. Even like people like Dolph Lundgren and John Claude Van Damme, at least they could do a bit of martial arts. Yes. Statham's just like a big bag of meat yeah, shaped into nothing going on, shaped into muscles. Okay, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. All right. Okay, I agree. Yeah, I think that's great. I don't have that much to say about him though. I tell you where he would come in useful though. He was on the British diving team. Once, before he was an, an actor. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So he'd probably be quite useful. Was that his hinge, do you think, to... I don't know. I mean, I imagine that would be useful in a sort of aquatic landscape. Yeah, OK. So, and, and in his current physique, he could probably carry all of you. Yeah, he'd be strong. Yeah. And I think you could probably... I think you could probably train him like some kind of pack animal to sort of do your bidding and just you'd like ride him around the island. Right, OK. Because he'd be... tire less quickly than I would. Yeah, you could use that. Yeah. Do you think he's do you think he's strong strong or do you think he's gym strong? Do you know what I mean? Do you think he's like got right. the look but he could actually I think he'd probably have the look but not be that strong. Right. But he would still definitely still be stronger than I. Am, yeah, okay. Cuz I'm not even that. Fair enough. So You could send him out first. I mean, it's not all depressing, Dan. Mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there's some food and drink left over, but unfortunately for you, it's the it's your least favorite food and drink in the world. And what are they and why are they so bad? 
Okay. Well, for drinks, I like drinks. Yep. But I don't like shots. Okay. And I think that's because I'm a 35-year-old man and I like to just drink the nice things that I know are available. Yep. And not have to just drink the nasty ones. Does anyone like shots? I don't know. No, I don't okay. think. Yeah, but yeah. you know, when I think no one's ever liked them. But you know, at the point when it's like, so it's my birthday on Tuesday, right? This weekend, Happy birthday. I'm going to be in the pub. Thank you. I'm going to be in a pub, and people are probably going to try and buy me shots, and I'm going to tell them to sod off. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, I'm going to be drunk anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I'm not even putting shots in here. This is a preamble. Okay. All oh, right. Oh, great. Okay. Um, one thing I was going to say that because I was going to put Jägermeister in. Specifically Jägermeister. Yeah, because there's an advert at the minute where all these people come together and build this massive stag in the forest. Have you seen it? Like a wicker man type stag. Yeah, like a wicker man stag out of sticks and berries. And they spent ages putting it all together, you know, to symbolise the fact that Jägermeister's made of loads of ingredients. Sticks and berries. Yeah, loads of like lovely ingredients from the forest. And then they set fire to the stag and have a drink and go, which shows the pointlessness of Jägermeister, isn't it? It's like... You go to all this effort to create this thing. Yeah. It's just disgusting and gone as quickly as possible. So that was yeah. going to be in there. But then I thought about it a bit more. And I think, like, they're disgusting drinks. But they're just sort of gone in a second, right? But what right. really annoys me, which I think would annoy me more over time, is fizzy water. Wow. Because water is one of my favourite drinks, yeah. which is really boring. But, like, I love... I it's love the only a, drink you need. Yeah, and I yeah. really like big cool glass of refreshing water which is why often if you come to my house i've got very little to offer you unless it's booze okay booze or water or tea but not shots i never no not shots (laughs) and also never really have any fun drinks okay yeah yeah i'm trying to get better at that all right but anyway uh i think the thing is when you're really thirsty and all there is is fizzy water it's so annoying because you know it's basically the same but it tastes different and it should be more refreshing and nice. It should, but it doesn't just taste like water with bubbles. It tastes like something's in it, doesn't it? It's like sort of bitter somehow. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from because it's just water, right? Yeah, it's like it's something like the gas that they put in it, mm. right? So imagine if all you could drink on a desert island was like it was almost right, but it wasn't quite right, and you were so thirsty. But every time you wanted it, it was fizzy. Yeah, and that, and because it was fizzy, you couldn't really chug it that quickly. So and you're just constantly burping all the time when you're having there fizzy burping. Davina won't shut up. <laughs> yeah, and she was trying to fashion a guitar out of an old seat. Yeah, and every time she sees you, kind of like gag slightly at the fizziness. She's like, "Oh, actually, I find it really refreshing. I love fizzy water." <laughs> and you go, "Oh, leave it, Davina." I'm just thinking about killing myself yeah. drinking this fizzy Statham's water. Statham's just like running through the forest, like, poof, just smashing into trees. <laughs> yeah. Like ruining the hut that you've just built, and all you've got is fizzy water at the end of the day. Okay, I'm there. So that would be that. Food. Uh, oh, it's a toss up. At one point, I thought of halva. I keep. Okay, I'm sort of cheating by telling you what I would put in but didn't. Okay, all right. No, no, I think in. it's good. Yeah. I nearly put in halva. Have you tried halva? No, I don't know if I have. Imagine nougat, but it's a yeah. chewy. Imagine nougat that's made of chalk. Oh. It's basically that. It's like hard, dusty nougat. Well, it's with, edible. With, yeah, it's like a sweet. It's like a Middle Eastern like delicacy. Oh, God. But it's just not very nice. And it's like crumbly, dry nougat with nuts in it. No, it sounds... Rubbish. Dis- that sounds horrible. And once... Uh, Where do you get that from? Like, I don't know, sort of... 
anywhere. So the sort of shops that sell shisha, tobacco, and things right, like that, okay, and like yeah. nougat and, and dried fruits yeah. and stuff, like okay. sort of like Turkish, Lebanese kind of. Okay, okay. Once I went to the summer solstice at Stonehenge because I was at university and someone was going, so I went along, and we stayed up all night, and it was really wet and it was just really boring. <laughs> and in the morning, I was really hungry, and this guy, the guy, this guy who I didn't like very much, was like, "Oh, I've got loads of food here. Have some." And all he had was dried salted butter beans <laughs> and halva. And I was like, mate, I've got a pretty dry mouth. I mean, I'm at Stonehenge, right? Yeah. Obviously, I've got a dry yeah. mouth. What are you doing? Yeah. It, sound, it sounds horrific now. It's awful. But, but that's the kind of people that you'll find at Stonehenge all night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't go. It's rubbish. Okay. Uh, but no, what's worse than halvert? Liver. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm liver. there. And I don't... I know it can be useful. So, like, haggis has got liver in it. Haggis is nice. Pate, yeah. I like pate, mm. but just a plate of liver. What oh, are you doing? No, I don't like that. I don't like um, pate either. Do you not like it? Okay, it's, so it's too liverish. It is a bit livery, but I can sort of deal with it then. But the thing is, it's just, it's like that weird smooth texture. Oh, no. no and no, no. I don't understand it. I think that. I don't know. I don't. I physically can't even swallow it. And I had the first time I ever got into trouble at school was for throwing liver on the floor because I did, couldn't. I couldn't physically swallow it. So I thought I'd try and really subtly throw it under the table. Paint a picture for us. Why have you got liver at school? What's going on? Uh, it was. I don't know. Well, I was probably about seven years old. It was really bad school meals. Oh God! Well, okay. Like, yeah. It was kind of a really small school, and you all ate in one go. It wasn't right. like a canteen. You just like in one sort of big dining room. Thing. Okay. Yeah. And he just got served up, and uh, yeah, and I was like, I just I've got to get out of here. What am I going to do? But I was seven years old, I couldn't do a runner. Where would I go? He's <laughs> So I tried to subtly throw it on the floor. Oh. Someone else did as well. Yeah. We wouldn't admit who it was, and we we got sent, we got sent to the headmaster. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm really like I can't picture the school that you went to, but I'm a man. It was long after this, but it, in my head it's like seventies, and then you've got a, a big spoonful of uh, liver and then a spoonful of gruel on your yeah, plate. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Yeah. I think it was one of those schools that was really old fashioned. So yeah. it Probably was the same as it was in the seventies. Oh, Dan. But, um, so, yeah, and I got in trouble for that, and it's never left me. In the end, I had to get my mum to write an elaborate letter for me saying why I didn't have to eat liver at school because because I think her excuse was that she'd read an article about how many damaging steroids there are in animal feed, and okay. as that all gets filtered through the liver, it's too rich in, like, chemicals, and she didn't want me to eat. Like, this is the lengths I had to go to yeah. to get out of eating this crap. Your mum's really smart. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining going home, Mum, I just can't eat that liver anymore. I know, it's disgusting. Also, it's the bit that filters all the crap out of your body, so why what? are you going to eat that bit? Why, why do you want to put Same that back in? Same with kidneys. They're, like, they're for filtering your piss. Yeah. So why are you going to eat the bit that doesn't have all that in? Oh, you wouldn't eat a sponge someone had pissed on. Exactly. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's basically a horrible, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Liver is disgusting, that metallic. It's like chewing tinfoil. Mm. It's horrible. But soft, gloopy tinfoil. Yeah. Okay, Dan. And on a desert fine. island, I imagine it's going to be quite hot as well. Nice, hot day. Oh, Nice no. plate of hot liver. <laughs> That is disgusting. Yeah, so that's that's going on the island. I agree, you can have that. That is horrible. Mm. Okay, liver, justified. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, Dan. Well, fortunately, uh, on this desert island, you won't be without entertainment. Mm. Uh, The plane's entertainment system continues to work into your the duration of your time there um but just your luck it has the uh, only two working settings and they are um your least favorite film of all time mm-hmm. on the screens which you can watch over and over again or your least favorite song or sound playing out of the entertainment system okay Hit um me. for song i've gone for more than words by extreme okay do you know the song i don't think i do no oh well we'll have to play a clip I insert clip here Okay, extreme more than words, right? Yeah. First off, they're called extreme. With an X? No, no, with no, an e. no okay. the normal way. Okay. But that would be bad anyway. No, Even it is if bad. you were like an extreme death metal band, calling yourself extreme would be quite bad. But then, oh, extreme, they sound pretty wild. Oh, look, there they are with their acoustic guitars, sitting on a stool, singing this bloody country-tinged, <laughs> awful ballad thing. And what winds me up the most about it is, like, there's... a there's a couple of bits in it where it, it lulls you into thinking that it's about to end about three times and then it just carries on again. Just passing. Da, da, da. And you think it's going to go and fade off and I bloody draw you back in again and the whole bloody thing just starts over. And you're just longing for it to end the whole time. It's so bad. And it's one of those songs, again, that people sort of, of a certain generation or era, they think it's like a really moving, sincere song. Like it's like, you know, I think for some okay. people it was the cheesy "Get a Girl Back to Your House." This is a romantic song. Okay, that shows, like, right. Feelings. Okay, but it just shows that you're an awful person that with no imagination. It's yeah. just dreadful. It's it's like the worst of every. Okay, so it's, I guess it's based in rock music because it's got guitars, it's got country. Yeah, but it's the worst of all those genres. Yeah, it's the worst of singer songwriter stuff. It's just the. It's just a bad song. People have this as a first dance at wedding. Oh, what about those harmonies, Dan? Those lovely harmonies. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, the harmonies. Oh, it just it grates me so much. And you can't even really hum along to it or sing along to it. So if that was your only song, it would just be like drifting on the breeze on the desert island. 
but there's not enough to get your teeth into. You'd yeah. never, ever grow to like it. And it would always sound like it's about to finish and it would just start up again. It was like Chinese water torture. Oh, well, how long do you think you'd last listening to that song? Not long, not long at all. And I bet Ed Sheeran likes it. I bet he'd bloody harmonise to it. Yeah, he'd rewrite it and remix it. Yeah, into something. Davina would have a story about it. About read. how actually it's not that bad and this one time her and a friend were singing to it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's justified. You can have that on your desert island. Uh, um, Dan. Yeah. You can pick a film or even a TV series here uh, and that's going to be playing out at the entertainment system. What would you What would you pick? Love Actually. Okay, yes. Because <laughs> Love Actually, Christ, right. You know in London you get those stalls that sell stuff for tourists? Yes. With like, I, I Heart London. A classic and, London Manchester United cap. Yeah, yeah, and Keep Calm and London. Yeah, yeah, okay. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like... Love Actually was sort of made by the British tourist industry to then be sold on stands like this, yeah, such okay. as the awful, saccharine image of British life that it gives. Yeah. I mean, Hugh Grant is Prime Minister. Let yeah. that sink in. I've got nothing against Hugh Grant. I think, actually, he can be quite a good comic actor, right? But, like... To think that the, the Prime Minister's doing anything other than just waking up with a sense of dread, look in the mirror and just hate them. But it's almost like what's his name, Richard Curtis, isn't it? So yeah. It's his like horrible idea of what Britain looks like, where he goes, "Oh, who could be better as prime minister than lovely Hugh Grant?" Yeah. And like, there's a bit at the beginning. I remember when it came out, and I went with my ex girlfriend to go and see it at the cinema. She wasn't my ex at the time, and that would be really weird. Why would you put yourself through that? Go meet up with your ex and watch Love Actually. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. But um, it was new. We went to see it. And like, there's a bit at the beginning. Like, it wasn't that long ago after 9/11, right? So, I don't know. It would have been like two or three years after 9/11. Yeah. And there's a bit in it where Hugh Grant's narrating at the beginning. He's like, "Oh, you know, love's all around us." Uh, hey, you know when when people were phoning messages off the off the plane that crashed into the twin tower, none of them were sending messages of hate. They're all sending messages of love. You're like, well. What? Like, yeah, like shoehorn a bloody terrorist incident into your love narrative, you cretin. What's that yeah, got to do? Of course, no yeah. one's going. Like, imagine if I was on that plane about to crash into the Twin Towers and I'm phoning up Davina McCall going, bloody hell, I hate Davina McCall. You're a bitch. Like, of course, no human is going to do that. It doesn't mean there's not still loads of awful things in the world. It doesn't mean that love conquers all. I mean, I hope it does. But do you know what I mean? It's that they're drawing horrible... you in, and they're making this. What they're saying is, all those people just like come, like on the brink of death, are like, you know, oh look at them, oh it's so sad, but they were just full of love. Yeah, that plane <laughs> wasn't full of love. It was full of terror and fear anguish, and... <laughs> fear. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't, you can't say that. You're irresponsible man. Um, I feel like that's enough reason to put that on as a desert island dick film. But it's but... also just a crap film. Yeah, right. okay. it's like other Richard Curtis films of that genre, that sort of trilogy. There's uh, Notting Hill, yeah, which I think is fine. It's not a bad film for that genre. I think it's totally fine. Uh, Four Weddings and Funeral, again, it's fine. Yeah, like, no problems with that. But he's taken. He got carried away. It's like he went, "Oh, I know what the public like," and he just ramped it up to eleven. Yeah, you know, like tied it up in a massive bow and went here. Here's like. This is my magnum opus of like sugary crap. 
Yeah, okay. That people are going to remember me. But and there's bits like that are just awful. There's, you, have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah. So there's a bit where a guy's getting married and his best mate is just constantly mean to his fiance. And they, they just don't get on, and it's oh, yeah. this is awkward. It's Kira Knightley. Yes, and he angular-faced okay, yeah. Kira Knightley. Yeah, and um, and in the end, it turns out that he just he's infatuated by her. Yeah, which is a creepy. Which is creepy, and then he mm. does the thing where he stands outside and he puts on a song and he shows a card, going, <laughs> "Oh, I really love you. Don't say anything, but I had to tell you," kind of thing. So number one, if you fancy your best mate's girl, <laughs> yeah. Just be nice to her. Don't be uh, like, how uh, old are you that you're just mean because she's in love with your friend? Mm. He's your friend. You've still got to be nice to both of them. Like, that's your stuff to work out. It's not a nice situation to be in. I've been in a situation where I fancied, like, the girlfriend of someone, like, one of my mates in the past. They like it's that not honesty. Pleasant, but you just, you just yeah. deal with it. Yeah, okay, right? yeah. Don't yeah. breathe a word. Because yeah. how's it going to end well? No. No. You either make three people unhappy or you deal with it yourself and well, one person. I'll tell you unhappy. a great way to deal with it, Dan, would just be to turn up to her house while her uh, boyfriend's sat in the living room and hold up cards that say <laughs> how you much you love her. Can you imagine if your best if you found out your best mate had done that? That's like that's like that's inciting. <laughs> You'd be pissed off. That's like you're basically inciting her to go and cheat. Even yeah. if you're going, Oh, but I had to tell her. How's that gonna affect the bloody relationship afterwards? But in love actually, oh, but it's all about love. Oh, it's fine. It's cute. It's not yeah. fine. And there's just stuff like it's that okay. all the way through. Yeah. It's not okay. It's yeah. this stupid, skewed image of both love and Britain. <laughs> and I like love and I like Britain. Yeah. So shut up, Richard Curtis. <laughs> and isn't there a bit where some, the dad is like encouraging like his seven-year-old kid to like go out with some other kid? Something like I that. I think that's quite weird as well. Do they also have the thing? I can't remember. Do they also do that weird thing where there's kids in, in getting their parents to get together with someone? Because oh, that, that device gets used in adverts these days when it's like, oh, I'm cooking dad dinner so he can impress this girl. Or like, there was a Just For Men advert yeah. where there's a little girl trying to get her dad to look younger so he could like ensnare a hot new mum. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yeah. Like, kids should be disgusted about what their parents get up to in their, affa- in, you know, their sort of affairs of the heart. Yes. That's how it should stay. Okay. I don't care how modern we are as a society. I don't want kids setting up their parents. Yeah, I know. I'm there. I'm with you, Dan. It's um, okay. I think that's fine. I think yeah. love actually over and over again. And as well, I'm assuming this desert island is sort of in the middle of summertime. You don't need to be watching it. Wasn't it very, the nation's number one Christmas film or something Probably. like that? Yeah, oh, that's what the nation want. They want Brexit and love actually, and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. Davina McCall loves love actually. You know she does. <laughs> and she loves Ed Sheeran. She loves Ed Sheeran. And you know, just uh, every now and again, bit of a bit of Jason Statham and Ed Sheeran's the sort of person who only writes music to get girls so in, with that in mind he would love Love Actually yes I think at this rate they're going to all conspire to kill you off first. yeah they will yeah, yeah. okay so Love Actually's there and uh, to end the island is overrun with the biggest dick of all the animals and which animal is that uh, leeches Le- are the biggest dick okay because and the thing is this is bad one this is a bad one to put in because if you're in a a survival situation, they can be quite useful, can't they? I think they eat dead flesh and they somehow do something good for you. Use for medical reasons. Yeah, right? they are, yeah. and they're useful. And I can't stand them. And I've had, I've had like uh, contact with the leeches. When? Right? Well, because I'm a very middle class man. Okay. So of course I went to India on my gap year. Yeah. Okay. And um, <laughs> I was in the jungle, 
and there were leeches everywhere. We just went on this lovely little trek for a day. Okay. Through the jungle, and someone went, someone behind me went, "Oh God, there's leeches!" And I looked down at my feet, and they were covered in them. And they're not like the big ones that you think of, you know, like that is, that's on horrible. telly they're really massive. These yeah. were like, so yeah, like. Uh, Did well, you say you were barefoot? No, I had like flip flops on. Right. Okay. In the um, jungle. In the jungle. Well, it wasn't a proper. Tra- it was like a walk through right, the jungle. Got it yeah. wasn't a trek. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come on! Who am I kidding? But um, they were ever okay. So they were maybe like a couple of inches long. Mm. But they get bigger when they're on you because oh. they suck up all your blood, right? And they. I hate anything that sort of pulsates in that way that maggots do. Mm. But they do that, and and they're re- they're so slimy that if you try and pull them out, which you're not supposed to do, you're supposed to do something else. Uh, you can't grip hold of them properly to pull them out. Okay, so they, like slip through your fingers. Oh, no. and you don't even want to touch them, but you have to get them off. And I think you can put salt on them or burn them off with cigarettes. But I didn't have enough cigarettes, <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know who carries okay, salt, yeah. right? And and the thing is, they like they move fast somehow. I don't know how they do it, but they can really move these little suckers. Oh, that's horrible. And also, they'll like they'll. How do I describe this so that audio listeners can visualize? They'll like they sort of like reach out for you, like they'll be on a leaf, right? And they'll be stuck there by their ass, and their top half is like wiggling around, oh, looking like, for you. Yeah, like in the oh, air. That's horrible. So you just have to brush past them, and it's like, and they're on, and they're on, and. Oh, God. And when you pull them off, you're, you're bleeding because they, they do this thing to stop your blood uh, coagulating. That's why they're useful. They stop your blood coagulating. They stop your blood clotting oh, that's so they good, can yeah. drink it quicker. Great word as well, Dan. Mm, thanks. Um, you could try and scoop up a few and chuck them at Ed Sheeran. Yeah, but you couldn't because they if you, they'd just oh, stick, yeah, they'd to, your stick hand. to your hand. Oh, it's, that is a nightmare animal. And the joke's on you, Dan, said Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Smugly. <laughs> as he strums his chair guitar. As I run screaming into the sea with my leech hands. Yeah. Oh, they're, honestly, they're so foul. Well, thank you, Dan, for sharing that with us, and thank you for sharing your Desert Island dicks. No, thank you. It's been cathartic. No, yeah. Okay, well, thank you. This has been Desert Island Dicks for this week, and uh, be sure to listen to next week where we'll have uh, another person on to share their Desert Island Dicks. Thank you, Dan. Thank you.